I've prayed this with hundreds of families. Mm -hmm. Lord, wherever they're at, make them miserable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the prayer I pray. Right. Make them miserable in their, in their life yeah. and draw them back into where they, they know they've got to find help. Get mm -hmm. them to a quick rock bottom yeah. so that they know they need help. According to government studies, nearly 22 million Americans are addicted to alcohol or drugs. These addictions destroy families, wreck lives, and break loved ones' hearts. On a previous episode of this podcast, Jerry Nance, director of Global Teen Challenge, pointed out that the world is in an epidemic of addiction. No matter where he goes, India, the Netherlands, Vietnam, America, he has found that drugs are the modern method of drowning out pain and hopelessness. But God offers a different solution, and Teen Challenge works to help addicts find hope in Jesus Christ. Before we rejoin Gary and Jerry, we want you to know that World Challenge now has a prayer line. If you'd like prayer for any issue on your heart, call 833-WC-PRAISE. That's 833-WC-P-R-A-Y-S. Or visit pray.worldchallenge.org, and someone would be honored to pray with you. Your prayers and support for World Challenge make a difference. We would not be able to create podcasts like this one without generous listeners like you. Thank you for making this and other World Challenge resources possible. Now, here's our host, Gary Wilkerson. Well, uh, welcome to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast. I'm Gary Wilkerson, and I'm here with a good friend and a great man of God who is ministering in ways that impact the world. You're going to be excited to hear uh, what God's doing through your life. Jerry, welcome. Glad you're here on our podcast. Glad to be Thanks here. Absolutely. Uh, Jerry, Jerry's the director of uh, Global Teen Challenge. You're leading something that's impacting the world in 1,500 oh. centers and hundreds of nations, and, and yet you care about the one you know, and so because oh. it seems, I think it's somewhat when we, when, when, um, when somebody's interested in the drug um, crisis in America around the world, you know, it, it can become statistical and numbers and programmatic and stuff. <clears throat> but it's, you know, it's very personal. You know, we've been talking about the, the broad spectrum of addiction, but on a personal level, somebody listening to us that has a, a friend or family member or maybe themselves struggling with addictions, what, what do you think it is that, uh, and, and um, you know, I don't want to throw you under the bus here with a difficult question, but what do you think it is that starts causing addictions? Is there have you tracked well, that over the years in working with all these addicts? Are there, are there certain things you see that uh, yeah. lend themselves towards that? Yes, and it's and it's historically true globally. I mm. mean, in no matter what nation, it comes from hurts mm. primarily. It, I mean, there's an occasional person that started having too much fun drinking and mm -hmm. with their buddies, and then they started trying drugs at a party and then become an addict. Yeah. And, and a lot of parents out there, that's their child, yeah. that they, they were a right. good kid. They even went to church or, or had good doing good in school. They were good athletes, but then they started playing around a little too much, mm -hmm. and then someone introduced them to, to cocaine and then crack cocaine, and then it just they went off the rails. Yeah. Um, but most of the girls from 11 to 17 and boys coming at our program, it's, it's abuse, mm -hmm. physical or sexual abuse. It's the, you know, when you have dual and, and the divorce, mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many little girls that will testify when my mom and dad divorced, then I started mm -hmm. doing this, this, and this. But most of people are, are, are that begin to choose to use drugs, it's, it's, it's because of hurts. Yeah. They've been uh, abused in their family. I, we had a little girl named Dan, Danielle that came into our program years ago, and her father had molested her when she was five, I mean horribly. Mm. 
mom divorced him, remarried, but the mom didn't report dad. So mom remarries, and then this man within a year started sexually molesting her. When she was eight, she witnessed her stepfather shoot and kill her mother right in front of her. Well, the state took her and put her back into the care of her real father, who then, and now she's 11, or eight, eight, nine. She then, from the time, from that time on until she was 14, was molesting her. Well, how's a kid like that have a sense of what's a normal family like and that internal hurt, that feeling of self, um, just they loathe themselves because they feel like somehow it's their fault or mm-hmm. or what could I have done different or is this normal for people to treat me like this way? And, and so the hurt, she came to us when she was 16 from a mental institute would not look up at anybody. Had, and the only, only thing that she'd ever had in relationship to a man was abuse. And so helping peel the layers of that onion back mm-hmm. is, is a process. That's why the 12 months really does help mm-hmm. because we can help people deal with those internal abuses. And, and about 85% of the adult women that come into Teen Challenge have been sexually molested. 85%? That's oh, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. And, and about 50-plus percent of the men. Mm-hmm. And so I never thought of that as a male, that that yeah. would be a big issue. But in fact, it is a huge issue that males are being, as children, being molested. Yeah. And and then that begins to mess with their world, and they're more prone to, to u- the use of drugs. It's cause the, so the drugs... Um or a um, tool, in a sense, somebody uses to try to come and to heal, heal the hurt, to come, to mask the pain, to um, compensate or something. Is that? I would say yes to that, but I would say a lot of times it's finding acceptance. Hmm. They feel somewhat unique, and they're looking for others that can feel the same way they feel and find mm. comfort in, in their peers. Right. So they're looking for a peer group. And it's not always because they had a bad home. It's just sometimes kids feel inferior. They mm. feel insecure. They're not as smart. Or they have, uh, in their mind, they're ugly. Mm. Uh, and so a lot of different things can happen to cause them to gravitate to a crowd that is perceived to be the wild crowd in school or right. whatever. And But a lot of times... That's why I say I think it, the the number one thing is hurts. They've yeah. been abused or physical, verbal. There's a lot of hurts. There's a lot of broken families, and and then it's a stepdad, stepmom, this or that that they never loved me, they never wanted me, and so I gravitated to this over here. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of what we hear yeah. as as kids come through the door today, and then adults as well. It seems like maybe both those ways, the actual drug itself, and then the the drug culture. Are, are two ways to, to like okay so you know I'm in pain and I want to escape that pain and so right. so I'll go to this 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 party life uh, yeah. seems fun for a while yeah. uh, but then the addictions kick in and you, you end up losing your friends and you, you become more even more alone and stuff so it's it's yeah. a vicious vicious cycle is uh, the, the addictions and stuff so so what are, what are some of the ways um, so 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 uh, maybe somebody is listening they're struggling. With an addiction, or they have a family member, what are some of the first steps that somebody would take to start uh, wanting to escape this kind of lifestyle? Well, for the for the person that's abusing drugs, admit it. Mm. Admit that you have an issue and that you you want to wait, you want help. Yeah. You have to come to the place that says, you know what, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of this. 
I've done it long enough. I hurt enough people. I've destroyed jobs and mm-hmm. my income, my my right. relationships. But that I, happens so much, doesn't it? That people are in that st- state. They're that addicted, and yet they still are in denial. They they're not believing. Like, well, it's, I only have a few drinks at night, or right. uh, you know, I just shoot up every once in a while, or you know. But the, 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 it's like to, that, that. So the first thing is to admit. Admit it. That's a that's a problem, yeah. and that that and you can't. And whatever it is you're doing right now to help, you know, because I've I have not met anybody addicted that hasn't tried to stop on their own. Yeah, or, I was, was going to say that. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people think, well, I can do this myself. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, one more time. Mom, Dad, yeah. give me one more chance. Yeah. I'll stop it's this time. time. Well, right. this is 23rd time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's Mom and Dad's going like, well, yeah. I don't know if I believe this. But a classic enabling mom or a classic enabling dad is, Okay, I'll help you one more time. Uh-huh. And they say that the next time and the next time. And all, in my opinion, the Bible says you reap what you sow. Yeah. That's the law of the harvest is you mm. reap what you sow. And if a parent reaps what the child sowed, mm. then the child keeps doing whatever they want because the parents yes. try to take the responsibility of the child's actions. Yeah. So you may, as a parent, need to leave your child in jail overnight right. because if they don't have any consequences, for their actions, then they never learn. Because right. mom and dad's causing, they're, they're just taking all the pain away. Mm. If you take the pain away, then they'll never learn. Wow. And you're taking all the pain as a dad and as a mom, and you're trying to take all the responsibility because you feel guilty that something you didn't do in your parenting skills, I did this right. or I, I could have done that. Yeah. And so I, I just yeah. say that all those excuses are all those feelings of, of failure as a parent. A lot of parents come to us, they feel like parents, here's my child, can you help me? And they feel like they failed somehow. Well, sometimes it was their child. Maybe there are some things they could have done differently. But uh, I think more than anything for the addict, again, admit that you need help and then seek a place of help. Get get someone to help you get the right kind of help that meets your need. And there's a lot of different kinds of programs. Teen Challenge is one. We have some short-term programs, long-term programs now. But for the parents uh, or the loved ones of an addict, I would just say to, to them, one, uh, there'll be some that, that Gary won't even know where their loved one is. They won't know where right. their child is. And right now as they're listening, they are feeling desperate. Mm-hmm. I don't know even where my child is, and how can I help them if I don't know where they are? Well, there's a prayer for that. Mm -hmm. God, you know where they're at. And I've prayed this with hundreds of families. Mm -hmm. Lord, wherever they're at, make them miserable. (laughs) That's the prayer I pray. Make them miserable in their their life and draw them back into where they they know they've got to find help. Get Mm -hmm. them to a quick rock bottom so that they know they need help. And, And then be willing to not enable them again, but get them and say, no, you can't come home. No, I'm not giving you money, but I will get you into this program, or I will help you get into this program. Yeah. That's that's what I'm willing to do. Right. That's the best thing parents can do because until someone wants help, you can't make them right. help themselves. Right. Yeah. So denial, come out of denial. <clears throat> that's the first step. The second one is uh, seek help. Who's one of the things I I always teach is that. Uh, um, you know, addictions uh, are usually in a, re- a relational problem. Mm-hmm. Something went wrong, like you, as you said earlier. Yeah. And and one of the things that the Lord spoke to my heart recently was that, uh, like all all wounds are relational, 
like like the little the little girl who you were talking about, Lana. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a relational wound that ended up her life in addiction. Yeah. All all wounds are relational, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me that all healing is relational. Wow, that, that's good. That, you know, because what happens is a lot of times we're wounded relationally, and then we want to get healed individually. Our pride, our mm -hmm. fear of people, mm -hmm. are being wounded before by people. So therefore, I'm not going to go to people to get healed. Yeah. And so I'll try to do this on my own. That's where you know you, you say, no, I'll never do that again. Or yeah. in the church life, you go to the altar, they call it the altar call. You go forward and you pray yeah. and you, you repent. Oh, I'm so sorry I used again, and I'll never do that again. And then you, you, know, you end up using again because you're trying to do it on your own. And so I think your second step there is so important that you, oh. you look for help and, and Teen Challenge. We'll give the number right. uh, to, to people listening today well and, and a, a link to to global teen challenge but uh you know if, if it's not teen challenge then it's uh, like things like celebrate recovery that a lot of churches have that, that, exactly. are, that are good there, um, there's another one that i think was born out of teen challenge that's a uh, living free living free living free mm -hmm. okay these are outpatient programming where like an individual needs to work they, they just can't afford to yeah. to not keep working and they want to take care of their family is get into celebrate recovery get into living free there's mm -hmm. two thousand living free groups across america Wow. There's 35,000 Celebrate Recovery groups yeah. across America. Yeah. So for somebody to say, I can't get help, there are some outpatient opportunities yeah. to get help. And one of the greatest uh, uh, recovery um, tools for helping people stay free is community yeah, exactly yeah. and relationships? You yeah. said it yeah. that that relationships. Yeah, that's great vision. That's and that, I think that'll help them with the, you know, moving from that first step. Amen. And, well, and my right. prayer, Gary, is that those that are uh, have not considered getting help, some of the outpatient programs should be enough for them. They don't mm -hmm. need residential care and destroying yeah. their career or their their family because of needing to be away for twelve months. Right. But if they can get help early on. Yeah. It will keep them from needing 12 months or nine months or whatever it is of care yeah. in residential settings. But, you know, the issue is about love. It's about, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the Great Commission is, is really to put hope but to care. You know, Jesus talked about, yeah. you know, his, he was just to share the good news that yeah. there is a way out. Yeah. You don't have to live the way you're living for the rest of your life. There yeah. is hope, right. and it can be found in Christ. Yeah, and that's been that's been the, the the mainstay of Teen Challenge really since it began is that that Jesus is the the, the answer. Jesus is Amen. the cure for for the addict and stuff. And, and I, I remember in a conversation I had with my dad a while back and. Uh, early, the early days of Teen Challenge, they they were saying and preaching and proclaiming Jesus is the only cure for a drug addict, yeah. and then he was challenged by that by some secular and even other religions saying like, yeah. okay, you know, our Muslim faith faith has this program and they're getting set free from drugs as well, and so so he had to change his philosophy a little bit like that Jesus isn't the only way to get off drugs but Jesus is the only way to find abundant life yeah. Jesus is the only way to be healed Jesus is the only way to be forgiven of your sins Jesus is the only way to be in right relationship with God yeah. Jesus is the only way to truly be restored to a loving relationship with your spouse or your family and so you know because the addiction is you know, as they say, Teen Challenge and other programs is you know that's more the fruit, not the root. It's right. it's it's the it's the uh, and and so you know the, the the Jesus being the answer is is the holistic answer. Absolutely, it's, it's more than just. Well, and Gary, I would challenge the listeners to think about the fact that the statistics show, I mean, of all the sixty to seventy years of history of statistics on mm -hmm. on recovery, that longer term programs 
are better programs. They, mm-hmm. You have much, even even if it's not a program of faith, if it's 12 months, there's up in upwards of 40 to 50% success rate wow. because of that year of getting away from their addiction and community. Yeah. But these 28-day programs, the average is 4 to 10% success rate. Yeah. And one of my friends called me one day and he said, Jerry, I put my son in, uh, into a program in Malibu and uh, I paid him $115,000 for wow. one month. And he said 10 days later, he was smoking crack. What do I do? I said, well, would you want to bring him into Teen Challenge? Where is he? And, and he, was, he was like a few miles from one of our centers mm. in Florida. And I, I said, we'll go. I'll send a staff who is a graduate, by the way, was a drug addict himself to your house wow. to pick him up. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll take him into Teen Challenge. That. And so, you know, some people pay an enormous amount of money for short-term programs. Mm-hmm. The, the, the challenge with short-term programs is you can maybe get off of drugs in 28 days or 30 days. You're not using heroin, right. but you've got prescriptions and all of this. They've not changed the heart. Yeah. They've not changed the behaviors that created the, the, the desperation or the feel of need for, for drugs. And so that's why the recidivism, you know, people will say recidivism is a part of the process of recovery doesn't have to be and that's why we say Jesus is the cure because we have such a high success rate in programs because faith has a true impact on on ability to to bring recovery to an individual's life and Mm -hmm. because in the church you got community you you can even get employment through relationships with church so employment community all of those things really are part of and it's all a part of knowing Christ is knowing the family of God and mm-hmm. the friends that you develop that are now not taking you back to the old bars yeah. to have a beer or Correct. whatever. You're, you're around people that are encouraging your recovery. And so faith is an important part. And most, even, most secular organizations would say, say that faith is an important part of a lot mm-hmm. of people's recovery. Yeah. But they don't promote it themselves as a, as a tool in their in their program, but yeah. but uh, we we still believe as your dad did, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is he's not the only solution, but to get somebody off of drugs. Right. Look, AA has worked for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and NA and some of these others, uh, they've they've really been consistent helpers of people, but. To have that transformation and that new life mm-hmm. and to have hope and understand their purpose in life yeah. and not to have to go to a meeting every week for right. the rest of your life yeah. and and say, I'm standing today as an addict. Well, you know, we kind of do the uh, every you know thing in Christ. You're a new creation. Yeah. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You're not a drug addict anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had an issue in your past, but, right. um, but yeah, you're free. You're new. Yeah, you're you're talking about a total change of... Uh, identity, you know, oh. a new person in Christ, you know, in Christ, and that's that's one of the great things of growing up around Teen Challenge is just, you know, because the the problem itself can be so overwhelming and so heartbreaking, heart wrenching, you just feel like giving up. It's just like there's so many addicts that aren't going to make it, and there's it's such a vast problem. Uh, but then to see, you know, what the, what they call the t- the testimony, you know, yeah. people getting up and saying, you know, I once was, but now I am. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and these amazing multitudes of stories yeah. of and, and right now you know I, I, um, you know we talk about the number 1500 centers you know if you know you think of that if each center has you know anywhere between 10 and some 
a large center would have maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah, so you're talking any, about any, twenty thousand, twenty-two thousand residents global at any given time. At any given yeah. time. So right now, challenges. while we're talking, there's twenty thousand people who are getting a life-transforming story that they once <laughs> yeah. were, were lost, but now I'm found. I once was addicted. I'm being restored to my wife, my husband, my my spouse, my my, my family, my job, yeah. my career, my hope, yeah. and and so I love those stories that come out. The fight against addiction is very real and often springs from deep wounds in our history and our souls. If you or someone you love is wrestling with addiction, please don't hesitate to reach out for help. All of the resources mentioned in this podcast are also in the show notes at worldchallenge.org. More than anything, we want you to know the freedom and peace that Christ promises us in Him. The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Sound design for this episode by Mike Hallsmith. This episode was written by Rachel Schmitz. Our producer is Chris Wickington with video production by Aaron Gale. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting, and we hope you tune in next week to the Gary Wilkerson Podcast.